It's the off-balance three. And I'm not sure when the audience is listening. On a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm not sure. But happy whatever day it is that you're listening now. We are the off-balance three. I'm Aaron Hodges. And that's Jeff Young. Yo. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) And over there, that's Brian Miller. Yes, and a little peek behind the curtain for the listeners. Uh, usually, we do these video calls, but usually we're all such slobs that no one wants their face on video, so we, we black out the video so we don't, you don't see a screen. But Jeff's video is not working, so we're getting we're getting a good look at Jeff's reactions now. You can't roll your eyes at me and still say, "Oh no, good, good point." <laughs> what do they call those micro reactions? Like in court, you know, they'll have the people analyze the micro reactions. We can analyze your micro reactions now. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you're on TV. You're used to doing TV hits, though, Jeff, aren't you? Sure, no problem. <laughs> see, see, even that face he just made was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, see, definitely wins a handsomeness award. I, I would have been good. Uh, yep, that, no question about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would like to throw my hat into the ring for consideration, but uh, I mean, I am falling in love with Jeff right now, every second. <laughs> Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. It's much better than the standard picture that pops up, the old picture of you, Jeff. So, I mean, I feel like you're like a fine wine. You're just getting better with you age. You age well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, hey, thanks. You I got some distinguished thing going, you know? Yeah, well, that's what I'm going for. So, it's right good. On. I wonder if you're seeing the same thing I'm saying, seeing Brian, because when it jumps in and out of the picture of Jeff to the real live shot, are you seeing that as well? No. No, yeah. I'm just getting just nothing but the real thing. When it kind of lags, it's like a, a second of a flash of Cowboy Jeff. And then it's like, <laughs> here's, here's California Jeff. Nope, here's Texas Jeff. I don't know. It's See, freaking me I, out. I, I got to like minimize this screen. <laughs> I, I worry a little bit because I'm a fairly youthful looking guy. I look a lot younger than I am. But I'm genuinely concerned that I'm not like sometimes that does not age well. You know, sometimes you just go from looking kind of young to just looking like ass overnight. <laughs> is that the future you, know, that you see for yourself it's i i fear it yeah you never know like sometimes you just, you see an old guy and he just looks like an old boy and you're like ugh, it's a weird look yeah like i gotta keep my hair real short right now because when i don't it kind of grows out to be like a, a little miniature fro but now <laughs> the, and i used to love that look up for for me but now it's like the hair's retreating like you were talking about before, and like it's just as soon as the, my hair gets any length, I start to look, look ridiculous. When I have to go completely bald, I'm not sure I'm going to be that handsome at all. I think I have five years left. <laughs> Does your wife have like a little counter and she like tears off like X's out a day, you know? It's like, oh, down to 394. She sheds a tear. <laughs> she marks it with gray hairs from my beard. It's, uh, it concerns I'm just glad me. you said from your beard. <laughs> yeah none from the nether region yet but uh how about you guys you, you got anything going any gray down there I, I don't have a single gray hair on my entire body what i'm a youthful mofo man. wow i guess so it's all that drinking keeps me young <laughs> you yeah, know mine's all just facial facial's all gray but uh, yeah everything else is pretty good to go that's good to know <laughs> yeah Plus, by the way, this is very exciting. I finally figured out how to turn off the camera, so you don't have to look at me anymore. Damn it! Oh. I was just starting to get used to it. <laughs> now it's just cowboy. Yep, there's Jeff. the picture. Yep, there it the is. Picture's back. <laughs> Woo <Woo-woo>. hoo! <laughs> All right. Well, I, you have some exciting news, don't you, Jeff? You got to hang out with King I Barry, do. didn't you? 
I do. Yes, yes. Uh, our wonderful listener Eddie Berry was in town and uh, met up with him and his uh, sister and uh, another fellow, and uh, we all hung out. Uh, Chris and Dan and and Eddie. We all hung out at uh, my favorite local brewery here, Council Brewing, which I've mentioned before, and uh, he he was good enough to buy me a drink, and we exchanged wonderful stories about uh, all of my favorite things, baseball history, uh, music, and and brewing beer. So uh, we had a great time, and uh, he was very enthusiastic. He did The one thing I did want to report is he, he said that we were his idols, and <laughs> oh, I thanked geez. him. I, I thanked him and then and then told him he should probably aim a little higher. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> At least a podcast with more downloads. Seriously. <laughs> but we'll take what we can get. I, I was very grateful for it. So absolutely, uh, love and, the bears. And, yeah, they they were they were great fun to hang out with. So that was uh, that was my that was my big thing for the week. All right, I don't want anybody to to take this the wrong way because uh, I love Barry from from what I know of him. But was there any kind of trepidation? Or hesitation in meeting someone that you didn't know that's a that's a fan of the podcast. No, I've done that sort of thing before, and this and you know Eddie always comes off as a cool guy, so I figured it was going to be pretty chill, and it was. Um, you know, it was all good. All right, is it? Did, I'll just say officially, I'm I'm down for drinking with Eddie or or any of the berries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're a berry and you're in Minneapolis, give me a holler. Come to a show. We'll have some brews. I'm going to hibernate in my basement. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I'd love to meet the Barrys, of course. Eddie Barry and uh, everyone else. Uh, shout out to you, Eddie Barry. I, I got to get back to you on the, the quick snaps thing as well, and we'll do that on Monday. But uh, that's so cool, man, that you got to hang out. And what was he doing in San Diego? Uh, he was visiting his sister. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh he got all he got all his touristy stuff in, and then uh, and then he came over and said hi to me. So that was very very exciting. He made sure he uh, he hit me on Twitter. Let me know that uh, he gave me a little scoop on you, Jeff. Oh, that, <laughs> that we could bring to the podcast. Uh-oh. Yeah, so, I know what this is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he probably pre warned you, but uh, he, he told me that you're you're upset that archery isn't being covered in the Olympics. I'm most disappointed. Really. Absolutely, I like. I love to watch the obscure, uh, you know, the more the the stuff that doesn't get the coverage. Like, um, you know, archery is a fun one. Um, I tell you more, but I don't even know what they are because they don't cover them. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, archery. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch that? It's kind of it's kind of crazy that people can do stuff like that. Any sport that could also be murder should be prime time. <laughs> <laughs> That's inherently more exciting than the girl waving the little flag stick around while she sort of half dances around a trampoline and everyone, ooh, the artistry. No, no, no. She couldn't kill anybody with that thing. Does yeah, the, they can do damage with a bow and arrow. Does absolutely. The, does the javelin fall under that category? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Spear, and that could kill a bear, man. Yeah. In fact, yeah. somebody just got in trouble for killing a bear with a spear. Yeah, I saw that. And he left them to suffer, right? Are we talking about the same thing? In a thing? non-Olympic contest. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not down for bear killing, but the fact that you can yeah. kill a bear with it, I mean, okay, I'll watch that. Yeah. I guess you could you could kill somebody with a shot put, but that's just at any blunt instrument, really. <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, because I would I would like to point out that you can kill someone with a baseball bat. Oh, absolutely, but that's not the. I mean, you're essentially <laughs> if you kill someone with the bow and arrow, you're using the bow and arrow with what it was as it's intended. For. No, you're right. That's a good point. 
I like yeah. that you gave uh, that. you gave Brian a, a shout out in uh, your article on Cricket Scoreboard about uh, making baseball fun again. Oh, I haven't read that yet. Is it? Um, I got a shout out. I'll have to get to it. It's yeah. It's my never ending quest to make baseball more interesting. So so, Brian and others like Brian will uh, <laughs> hopefully appreciate it. A little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Uh, some of the, the conversations we're having on here are kind of seeping into your writing here. Yeah. Well, never a dull moment. <laughs> I was a constantly inspired. A zero to a one on the baseball enthusiasm. You're, I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. I got you. Oh, we're up to one. We're up to one. Ooh, ooh. Like, is it? If it's only to ten, I'm okay. If it's to hundred, I've got a no, lot. No, it's of a ten. Do. That's a ten. Okay, like right. scale. You no, mentioned me. I'll pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always the case? You you get mentioned and now you got to pay attention. That's it. Well, of course. And then, yeah. that's the thing. Uh, there's a podcast that uh, I listen to that Kostaki is trying to get me to join some kind of uh, competition. And so I wrote the, the uh, an email to this podcast, right, to get mm-hmm. into it. And uh, they announced the winners on the show. So now I'm like, I got now I got to listen to every freaking show to see see if I win. I was like, that's how they get you. Yeah. Because yeah. I gotta know yeah. if I won. Do you want, do you, are you avoiding promoting the podcast, or do you want to say the name of it? I just can't remember the. It's it's with uh, uh, Matthew Barry and Stefania Bell, and it's fantasy focused football. Is what it's called. Oh. yeah. I've listened here and there, but he swears by it. And he's like, you gotta you gotta do it, you gotta do it. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. But uh, now now I'm uh, really loving it. I'm like way entrenched into uh, fantasy football already. So. When's it's, your draft? Oh, well, I got a couple. So, yeah, are they? They got to be creeping up here, right? Yeah, yeah. One is on the twenty fourth, which is a Wednesday. Then I got one on the twenty seventh, and then I got one on the 29th. I cut down on my wow. leagues this year. Yeah, yeah. I was in. Well, like, you, don't, you don't want to do it too early because then you, the injuries in preseason just wind up screwing you over. Yeah, exactly. And then you got. Uh, not, I'm not sure how much it affects everything, but then you got like Dorio Green Beckham getting traded to the Eagles, so that, that right. changes things a little bit. But yeah, I don't think that's going to change anything for anybody, <laughs> <laughs> except for maybe Sam Bradford because he can just chuck it up and say, "Go get it, big fella." Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, his arm will probably follow the ball. <laughs> it'll still be clutched in his arm he'll, he'll throw, he'll throw his own arm in a perfect spiral <laughs> now that would be an Olympic sport that I would watch well that's why people are built with two shoulders right yeah right, yeah, right. <laughs> back up you just, you just swap it out you know? he's his own second string <laughs> how much are you watching of the Olympics and either of you one to two percent Okay. Of the total Olympics. By which I mean, the Vietnamese restaurant I go to for lunch has a big screen TV. Uh, Vos Vietnamese on 35th and Nickel. Oh, sorry, 35th and Lindale in Minneapolis. Highly recommended. Best, uh, best high quality cheap lunch in all of Minneapolis. Uh, and I go there uh, many afternoons. And I've been watching uh, Francois, the uh, awesome Vietnamese fellow who owns it. Francois and I watch a little, uh, little volleyball sometimes while I dine. Shout out Francois. Francois the man. So Francois runs a Vietnamese restaurant? Well, yeah, well see, um, uh, Vietnam was colonized by the French. So there's actually a lot of uh, Vietnamese people with uh, French ancestry and French names. It's actually where the banh mi sandwich comes from. Uh, yep. The banh mi is essentially uh, Vietnamese ingredients, but they don't, they don't, you know, you don't, there's a reason you, if you think about it, you never see 
sandwiches in Southeast Asian countries or Asian countries. This is not a thing they, they kind of do, mm -hmm. but they do it in Vietnam because it's Vietnamese ingredients and French bread. Hmm. And they're the best sandwiches ever. They the are best really and if you want the best banh mi sandwich in Minneapolis, you go to the Blackbird Cafe at 38th and Nicolet. Uh, that's the best uh, banh mi in the world, as far as I know. Nice. Outside of Vietnam, I'm sure they're very good there. Nobody can say you don't love Minneapolis. I do. I'm a shill <laughs> for the city and uh, and for food. I'm a big uh, 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 glutton, is the word? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Epicurean, yeah. if you want to be nice about it. And you got a headlining gig coming up, right? Yes, yeah, I'm headlining Acme. Uh, I'm not doing the Wednesday show. There's a Cameron Esposito's doing a one-off show. Uh -huh. But I'm doing Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. That'll be August the 23rd to the 27th, I believe. And he barries around. Go ahead and see the kid. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. I, I can't wait. It's my first uh, – I've, I've co-headlined there, so I sort of switch hit with another guy. But this will be my first having the whole week to myself. Nice. Solid, man. Well, congrats. You're going to crush, I'm sure. Thank you. I'm looking forward to what I believe, uh, spoiler alert, perhaps, I'm, I'm, I'm recording uh, the shows uh, specifically because somebody at Sirius asked me for some tracks. So. <laughs> Who could and that not be? You. I'm not, I'm not coyly referencing you. Oh, you're not? Uh, okay. No, no, no. Although I will send you some tracks. But um, yeah, somebody from Sirius wanted some, uh, some clean comedy tracks from me. So I'm going to try to record my, my clean jokes before I get to all my dong talk. Does he have the same initials as Junior Varsity? I think so. Okay. All right. We're talking about the same guy. Yes. I think so. Okay. Not directly. It was through my, my awesome representative lady. Yes, yes. I'll give a shout out for Nat Goldberg, too. Shout Even out, though she doesn't, she's yet. Nat Goldberg has yet to make me uh, a bond me. That's really not her job in any capacity, but <laughs> I'll give her a shout out anyway. She's yet to do what? And she hasn't made me a bon me sandwich. Blackbird oh. and, and and Francois have both provided me bon mis, uh, but that's not really her job. So. I thought you were using some kind of slang to say, you know, well, my manager isn't doing enough for me. Oh no, no, she's great. No, no, no. But but I'm just saying. So far, I've only given plugs to people who make excellent bon mis, and I'm not. I, I cannot attest to her bon me making skills in either. Way. I'm sure her bon me skills are the bomb. How about that? <laughs> We'll just go with that. Uh, all right. Well, what are you watching, Jeff, for the Olympics, besides obviously being uh, deprived of archery? Yeah, yeah. So to, to fill the void that's left by my lack of archery coverage, I, I've been watching a lot of the track and field. I uh, watch Usain Bolt, who I could just never get enough of. Oh, yeah, and he's that, fun. That, and then that kid the other day from South Africa, the 17-year-old who just shattered the world record in the 400 meter, that was awesome. Um, been watching the water polo, which I love because they're just they're totally vicious. And then I, I, I was really enjoying the swimming too because um, actually this year one of the uh, women on the American team is the niece of a girl I went to high school with. Um, oh wow! So I was yeah, she got she like won about four medals I think. So it's really really it's been very exciting to follow along and you know be very excited for the family. So that's uh, Maya Dorado. She she did real well and it's pretty awesome. Oh, I have some inside. I have the inside information about the Olympics. That just occurred to me. Um, my wife uh, was a swimmer, uh, a, a fairly serious swimmer in uh, high school, and she swam with Chris Humphreys, uh, hmm. now on the, of course, NBA player. And there was there was a, a story out, and some somewhere somebody wrote a story basically saying Chris Humphreys was a better swimmer uh, as a youth swimmer than Michael Phelps. I saw and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife said while she never swam with my Michael Phelps, that it was her understanding that that was true back then. And 
and that she when then that Chris Humphreys was unbelievable. <laughs> she said he was just incredible. And they both look like they could compete in the Special Olympics, the two of them. That kinda, <laughs> they, they, they do, though. They do. Come on. Come on. You know it's Wasn't true. he married to a Kardashian for like 30 seconds? 72 days, I believe, is the magic days. number. 72 days. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest made-for-TV marriages ever. Oh, it must, have been a re- it must have been a really long 72 days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, just, oof. <laughs> I don't watch the Kardashians, so I wonder if like, he even got to, uh, if, it, if it was real on any level. That's what I'd like to know. I wonder about that with almost every celebrity relationship. The one that I look at with a squirrely eye is uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra. Oh, yeah, that's dubious as all get out. Yeah, that that one is kind of like, okay, guys, this, this seems like it was made by a publicist. So good luck, but I don't buy it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't believe anything that Russell Wilson says. Oh, he's full of it. He's definitely yes. full of it. Olivia Munn, Aaron Rodgers. That one's that. That one's got a little bit of a, a little suspect. Press. There, yeah. They, I feel like they do a lot of stuff. It might just be that she's pulling him into the uh, self-promotional ridiculousness, though. You know, true. People have done a lot less ridiculous, dumb things for a girl than wear Star Wars outfits for selfies on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he seems to be handling it pretty well, though. As far as uh, yeah. the level of fame that's risen as a result of his relationship with Mrs. Munn. But it is suspect because it came directly on the heels of all the gay rumors. Absolutely. Now, I, I, he's more famous than her, wouldn't you say? I think so, yeah. but I, I think, think he's definitely more famous than her. I mean, he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Twice or once? Just once, right? Yeah, but he's also damn handsome and he's on a lot of commercials. True. The the uh, the State Farm thing was a monster. The discount oh, I, I double love that check. guy and saw an alien. I love that. The what? Or so he says. Oh yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a big believer in UFOs because he had a personal oh, UFO experience. Oh, saw an alien. Yeah, I actually listened <laughs> to the podcast where that became a thing. It was with uh, Pete Holmes. Yeah, it was fascinating. Actually, that was a great <laughs> interview. It, yeah, I found him to be a fascinating person and very you know, well I, thought out. <laughs> Hearing him on that podcast was what convinced me, and I don't. I was hoping he was gay. I will say, just because. I was too. (laughs) No, I was because I thought that would that would have been such a great step forward for uh, gay athletes in general. Because it's like, and because if you're homophobic, there's no way to reconcile homophobia with the fact that this guy is the absolute best at his job. Uh, You know, and so I think I would love to have seen all the like rednecky kind of. non-open-minded i'm trying to find a nice way to say it the sort of douchebag uh homophobic wisconsin you know kind of redneck types um not that everyone from wisconsin is like that a lot of fine people if you were going for nice you nailed it (laughs) they got their share of arctic hicks uh up there just like we do in minneapolis but they they, so i would love to have seen their like complete uh, irrational opposition to homosexuality contrasted with their complete and utter devotion to aaron Rodgers. like what happens (laughs) like heads would have exploded yeah, yeah, I I agree. That's uh, I mean, I think we we talked about this on Quick Snaps quite a bit too. Where it was like it's the same kind of logic. Where it was just like, you know, I I want I do want him to be gay. What that is weird, but uh, yeah, for the but for he was the, so genuine on that interview that I'm like, yeah, I don't think he'd lie. 
It, well, it was. I gotta it was say, weird. I remember him. The, the denial was just not the Pete Holmes thing. The, uh, the when he was addressing the uh, the gay room was just like, no, I'm I'm not gay. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> like, I mean, he shouldn't even have to say that much if he doesn't want to. But uh, but it would have been, it would have been very interesting. I like girls uh, a lot. I like them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Aaron. Yeah, it wasn't the most dynamic uh, refutal. Although, do, but maybe uh, you know, the, usually the guy that you you wonder if he's telling the truth is the guy who's too enthusiastic. Oh yeah, man, I love that poon tang. <laughs> exactly. Man. I love to touch <laughs> boobs the way they feel when you touch them. You know, like it's the guy who's like overdoes it. You're like, whoa, creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy you wonder about. Not only that, but too strong of a denial also comes off as homophobic. Absolutely, yeah. He doesn't want to seem like a jerk. You know, you, he has to use the Seinfeld. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. But he, I think he, he's kind of a, a well thought out guy. I think I saw something um, floating around today or yesterday about him kind of uh, encouraging athletes, especially in the NFL, to speak out more and to make it. Uh, more comfortable for them to speak out. A lot of people don't because they fear some kind of uh, retribution from the league or if they get too uh, controversial. But um, right, you get these kind of boring, and I don't blame them. But you know, they're, they're, these athletes are so coached up to never say anything. Yeah, exactly. From well, the coach's perspective, I totally get it because you're like, what? It doesn't help my team one iota. You know, if uh, Adrian Peters, not a bad example. Uh, yeah. uh, if, if uh, let's say J.J. Uh, Watt goes out and says something sassy and hilarious versus if J.J. Watt just keeps his mouth closed and plays really well you know like it helps his public image but it's not helping the team win but it might it might hurt you know it could cause them some 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 heartache if they have to deal with it if J.J. Watt says something stupid <laughs> sassy and hilarious it's just two words that I always associate with J.J. Oh, he's he's the uh, he's the uh, the Southern Russell Wilson as far as I'm concerned in terms of like oh my God can you just give it a friggin' rest? He does take a bit of a beating from some blogs out there where he's such a shill. He's just such a relentless self promoter. It's tiresome. Yeah, it is a little bit. He's got his own logo, I think, something like that. I just heard something about his own shoes now. His logo should be a pair of eyes rolling into the back of their head. <laughs> that's what I do every time I see him in a non-football context. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a player. Great player. Oh, yeah. Hopefully he's... Chopping wood and stuff. Oh, he's such a poser. I don't know. Not even... Here's the weird thing. It's weird to be a poser when you can do all the things that you're posing. That's the weird thing where you want to be like, ugh, that's ridiculous. But you can do all that. (laughs) Like, I'm sure he does all that stupid crap. Like chopping wood? I bet. I I bet he does, too. The truly delusional usually wind up living out their delusions. It's why I think that's like most successful people in Hollywood are just like so delusional they actually wind up being as famous as they think they should. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, but they don't even know they're faking it. That's what makes it such a good fake job. But couldn't you hmm. say they're just driven by faith? No, no, no. But it, I mean, in my experience with some a handful of comedians and actors that I've known, it's there's something about that just total complete delusion it, it, it's not that it's not that you could be successful it's that every on the macro or the micro level they're just seeing adulation where it doesn't exist and you know uh, they just they just sort of perceive that everything is going their way right it's not next thing you know you're running for president 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. That man doesn't want to be president. He does not want no, to be not. president. <laughs> it's never been more clear. Donnie Trump, Donald Trump. What's the latest thing with him? Is there one? I don't know. You know, I, I, know. I, I have actually started un, or muting some people on Twitter. <laughs> and it's not even that I disagree with what they're saying. I'm just so tired of hearing about it that I'm just like, nah, I can't handle this. Too much. Too much Trump. Too much. Too much politics. Yeah, I mean, you really got to bend over backwards to defend that guy at every turn. And that's where it's like, yeah, I, I love him because he says what he means. But he doesn't really mean what, he, what he's saying. You know, it's no. like it's this real circular logic that doesn't make any sense. I've been guest hosting a political talk show in the mornings uh, in Minneapolis. So, oh, uh, if, if anyone wants to listen, uh, AM eleven thirty, uh, Twin Cities News Talk, every morning from six to nine. I've been doing a few hours every week. But every time somebody calls in and wants to talk about Trump, we're just like, nope, we got to find something else. We got to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> we talked JFK better. conspiracies for like. 45 minutes the other day just just to like let's just talk about something that's not trump yeah it is getting a little tiresome let's move on then from donald trump yes. let's go to all ball or flagrant foul let's hit you with another lightning rod of tim tebow a little follow-up from last week <sighs> we found out that he's trying <laughs> out for me right i think <laughs> i think so i think you were pretty pretty much vindicated uh, on your feelings for Tim Tebow that you expressed last week. And uh, here's, the, here's the new scoop for those that don't know. Tebow is out there signing and selling his signature of baseballs and bats. You get a baseball for $125, and you get a bat for $175. A Tim Tebow autograph. The wood of the true cross or something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the only thing that would be more ridiculous is if he was selling autographed condoms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's definitely had sex before. He's, oh, yeah. He's way I, too... Maybe he hasn't. He's way too here's handsome. The, my thing with, you know, my thing with the whole Tebow celibacy thing, and I I, I wrote my share of Tebow celibacy jokes. Uh, I mean, I let Kostaki say them out loud, but I wrote a lot of them. But uh, I don't I don't look down on it. I don't think it's ridiculous if that's your thing. But but he brought it up. It's like if you want to talk about that crap all the time, it's official. I'm gonna I'm going on all in. You know. Yeah, especially when he had the uh, abortion Super Bowl commercial. Oh right! That's I, where it was oh, like, I, I, all I right, forget, bro. I dislike Tebow for so many reasons. I forget some of the reasons sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy to do, but uh, yeah, JJ Watt of moral superiority. Say that again. He's the JJ Watt of moral superiority. Okay, I just want to make sure I heard that right. It sounded profound. It is. I think it was. I think it was a, a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, let's start with Jeff on the uh, immediate pivot to the selling of autographed baseball equipment all ball or flagrant foul this is going to be an unpopular opinion but i'm going oh, no. because, oh. well, here, here's my feeling but the thing is so since i'm the non-football fan of the bunch i don't really I, I have nothing invested in this guy all i can tell from what i can tell is his 15 minutes of fame are probably at about 1453 at this point <laughs> his logan run chip is ticking yeah so i mean that would to me it kind of follows up on what I was saying last week of, of the only reason he's doing this is, is to, I mean, he obviously has no chance. He might as well go, you know, go out like 
gangbusters or what? Does people use that phrase? No, people don't use that phrase anymore. I'm informed that was back in the 30s, I think. <laughs> anyway, we'll bring it back. Let's okay, do it. We're bringing it back. So anyway, point being that uh, you know, if you're going to go that route, you might as well just go ahead and, and follow through on it. And um, you know, just, just you know, I scarcely believe what I'm saying myself. I'm already I'm in that diluted space right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with that because I, I got to be the contrarian. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take one for the team on this, and I, I'm gonna say all, all ball. All right, what do you say, Brian? Well, I think you know. What I'm about to say. About I, I, Actually, I you know what? Here's the thing. I recuse myself from the question because the answer is so obvious. And instead answer the question, all ball for me being so damn right. <laughs> wow. So smug and validated. Yeah. I'm all ball on this one. That's Mike's all ball, baby. I, I think you just trumped us right there. So oh. uh, I'm going to go all ball as well. Jeff convinced oh. me. He convinced me. I was wrestling with this decision as well. I say if uh, people will buy it, why not sell it? All ball, Tebow, get get your money while you can. But he's going to have plenty of money as an analyst. It's not guaranteed, is it? Yeah, he can go down to Florida and be a color commentator. Yeah, he'll be fine. Eh, I guess so, but whatever. It's a side hustle. <laughs> It is a side hustle. He might as well be selling watches out of a trench coat. <laughs> well, that, that might be next. You don't know. <laughs> it might be. Autographed watches. <laughs> Say what you want about the guy. He's always punctual. Ooh, they're always set 15 minutes ahead. <laughs> yeah, Tom Coughlin time. I can't believe he doesn't have an endorsement with watches yet. How did Eli yeah, get that right. endorsement when Coughlin's the one that's famous for being early? <laughs> but also having terrible clock management. Yeah, that's what's ironic about it. Yeah, he lost uh, three games <laughs> alone last season by not being able I believe, to manage I believe I wrote a quick snaps joke to that effect after one of those losses. That sounds about right, yeah. Uh, all right, well, what else we got? Uh, I want to do the Cubs one, if that's cool, because I, I was going to send that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm it. very enthusiastic about this. I got thoughts. So the, the DJ at Wrigley Field got fired uh, for pretty good reason. Explain uh, what he did. Right. So they they uh, you know they like to play some songs you know some 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 tunes when people are coming out to warm up and sometimes people have kind of a theme song and uh, to play in a uh, Cubs pitcher he played uh, the Cubs pitcher by the way our oldest Chapman our oldest is that how you yeah. pronounce that yeah I've never heard it said out loud our oldest Chapman uh, who had been uh, accused and suspended for domestic violence incident against his girlfriend. The song the DJ chose to play was uh, "Smack My Bitch Up," which was that. Not, that's not Prodigy. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Who was it that? Prodigy. prodigy. That, was, that was Prodigy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty obviously a flagrant foul. I think we can. I think we can pretty obviously go with that one. Here's one of a broader question I want to. Ballpark DJs and their song selection in general. <laughs> All ball or flagrant foul. Uh, based on my experience uh, yes, last, last week, I'll just go on the most recent experience that I had, which I went to a, the Jets preseason game and I went to the Giants preseason game on Thursday and Friday. And they were playing what was supposed to have been pretty hip and recent hip hop songs, and they weren't. They were off the mark. And uh, yeah. it, it was. It it's was like, ooh, look, Macklemore. Yeah, it was overall pretty bad. So. 
you know, it's rare. And when you get those good DJs, uh, I'm trying to think of think of, think of somebody off the off the top of my head. But even like I can appreciate a good organ player. I, I can't remember which team it is, but mm-hmm. they have a very good organ player uh, in the NBA. So when they're when they're playing some cool songs, it adds so much to it. So when it misses the mark, it just makes everything so much worse. Like why am I even here? So overall, uh, flagrant foul. DJs, step your game up. All right, Jeff, what do you think? Uh, I say flagrant foul as well. I actually don't really have any use for DJs at a ballpark any more than I have use for a baseball game at a dance club. Um, <laughs> nice. You know, just be be where you're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that would have alleviated this problem for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, organ music at a ball game, sure. That's, you know, that's kind of – I know, again, I'm painting myself as the old man here. But I, that, if you're going to do that, then that's cool. I can, you know, live stuff like that. But – yeah, that other crap, it's just, it's too distracting. I'm there to watch the game. Just shut up. <laughs> Absolutely. You're, you guys are spot on with the organ because I the, the organ, it's like, it's not like there's no other real scenario in life where I hope somebody plays peppy organ music, right? <laughs> uh, but it's the one place over there in the ballpark, so it's kind of part of the atmosphere, you know? And so it actually yeah. is pretty great there. And, you know, if you want to split the difference, have your organ organists. Uh, play some fun modern stuff along with some classic, you know, dun 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 dun, dun type stuff. You know, I'm yeah. fine with that. Uh, and a lot of them do. Yeah, exactly. But then, so, but when you get the DJs, they most ballparks play at least uh, in Minnesota play basically the same crappy classic rock tunes you've been dying to escape from on the radio for the last 25 years. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then every now and then they'll toss in either like a Kenny Chesney song or a Rihanna song that you also don't want to listen to. <laughs> we temporarily here in Minnesota had, in the Twin Stadium, we were playing a lot of Minnesota-based music. They would play like Harmar Superstar and The Replacements and Prince. Ooh, nice. And it was awesome. And they just announced like, nah, we're not going to do that anymore a couple of years ago and went to the gym. Wow. I'm looking at the. I figured out who the organ player is that I was thinking of. Guy goes by the name of Sir Foster, and he's a, the Atlanta Hawks organist. Cool. So, just for, yeah. just so no, we get that on the record. No, no, and it's and actually also to just add to the uh, the thing about uh, the local music. It's one of my. I mean, I watch the A's, the Oakland A's on TV all the time, and that that ballpark they they play like practically nothing but metallica it's kind of awesome <laughs> if you like metallica which i do so yeah. sure yeah i always like the song that you wouldn't expect to be played on the organ that's what makes just, the organ so cool well you, the, those those actually aren't those actually aren't on organ i should clear that's actually piped in but it's still it's really cool because it's like hey that's their that's oakland that's a band from oakland everybody knows them everybody loves them it gets everybody fired up i'm down with that and you can't tell me you've never imagined. I'm just thinking about the other scenarios where you would want an organ to be played. But you can have never thought of like having a soundtrack to your life, and maybe just having an organist follow you around whenever you know. Maybe you get in a precarious situation, and you get the. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I think we might have lost Brian. Oh no, Brian, are you there? Oh, no. Yeah, we lost him. Let's see if I can uh, call him back up real quick. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. 
Hey, can you hear me? There you are. He's back. Yeah, my, hey. my, my sound froze there for a second. That was weird. All good. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, I think rather than accordion, uh, rather than an organist, I'd almost rather have an accordion player. I'd like to be jaunty. Just to follow you around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to have they might be giants follow me. Around. <laughs> oh, well, hey, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna go, go big, right? I think that would yeah. be cool. Oh, that that would be cool. Why don't we start? Great band in concert. Great band live, by the way. Are they still yeah, around I, and playing? Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're okay. Great. My parents put me onto them, and I, I, I was definitely a fan. I, I mean, I didn't go out and buy their albums or anything, but what I heard, I, I liked. And I think. Well, I was introduced to them as a lot of people are. I think were at least my age by their musical episode of Animaniacs. Ah. Huh. You remember that? Sure. They did a whole episode where it was all a series of they might be giant songs, and they kind of animated cartoons to go with them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm I right. highly recommend Netflix that if you if you if you haven't seen it, it's really great. Is Particle it? Man, oh, great song. Particle Man, oh, Particle Man, <laughs> with the great accordion riff in there. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think my father-in-law has an accordion. We might have to dust it off. Except now the your father-in-law is going to follow you everywhere you go. I don't know. If that's, <laughs> that's what you're shooting for. Oh, don't worry. He's Italian. They don't really have boundaries anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He might, if he's going to be around, he might as well play some tunes. Provide right? some entertainment. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I, I feel guilty about slamming them like that, but uh, they they are great people, and I just got to get that get that out there. Love love my in laws. They are sweet people. But uh, well, in fairness, you didn't really you, you you kind of just put your father in law in the in the larger insult to all Italians, <laughs> anyway. And then you are Italian, so. That's fair. I'm not Italian yet, but uh, you're not. Uh, yeah, are you not of Italian descent? No, I'm not. Not at all. My wife. Is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have. Oh, I thought you were Italian too. I have no Italian in me at all. Oh, well, you racist! <laughs> <laughs> I'm reporting you to someone. I don't know who you. Uh, Mussolini's <laughs> ghost or something? I don't know. You're gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah, my wife has Stockholm syndrome. So that's why I married her. <laughs> She loves she loves the punishment. I hate the it's Italians. Your Jersey accent. I just assume everybody with that accent is probably Italian. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I moved up to North Jersey, so I mean, now I'm I'm just just speaking like a North Jerseyan slash New York person. You yeah. Know, my speech has definitely picked up in in pace the last few years. No doubt about it. And I say things like that. No doubt about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes and there's a thing too. Uh, my wife busts my balls on this all the time. Oh, what what are you doing? Uh, you know, a couple things. I'll, I'll say stuff like that. A uh, couple things. Uh, it's like, where does that where does that come from? I have no idea. Uh, You're like a background player on The Sopranos. Pretty much. Yeah. The uh, fun fact for you, where they filmed the final scene, uh, about uh, two and a half blocks away from me. Really? Huh. Yeah, they do. You ever go there and eat onion rings and try to figure out what happened? It's the sh- it's the shittiest place in the world. It's like the oldest little ice cream shop that hasn't been updated since like '83. It's a strange decision to uh, film the scene there, but I guess it, it worked. Who am I to judge? I still have to catch up. Well, they wanted it to look like Americana, you know. That was sort of like the Tony's version of a Norman Rockwell painting in that last scene. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to spoil the Sopranos for anybody, but I have extensive theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I still got to catch up. What are they? What, what? I know we talked about this before. Is it seven seasons? Yeah, or maybe six, but they did that like split thing or whatever. Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. 
it's worth it. It's all great, except for there's like a weird five episode diversion where there that like you find out one of the mobsters is gay, and then like this guy follows him around and they're all mad. And then it's, it's supposed to be like, oh, is he going to kill this guy because he's gay? Oh, yeah. But it's like, well, we've already seen them kill a million other people. It's like, it's not like this guy's homophobia is pushing me over the edge to think he's a bad guy. Like, <laughs> we've established it. He's a bad guy. <laughs> like, I, I think that's the one season that I watched. I, I remember that episode. It's the worst, it's the worst season. Maybe that's why I didn't stick with it. Uh, it just, yeah, it's, they, they linger too long on something where you're like, yeah, no, we get it. These guys are regressive assholes. We're down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got, Jeff, uh, for all ball? Well, uh, getting back to the Olympics, we had the uh, U.S. women's soccer team lose to Sweden and get eliminated from the Olympics. And uh, after the match, uh, U.S. goalie Hope Solo was asked her thoughts on the game, and she gave them. And uh, I'm not going to read the whole quote, but uh, here's – Here's part of what she said. Uh, I th- and she started out really well, by the way. Uh, I thought that we played a courageous game. I thought we had many opportunities on goal. I think we showed a lot of heart. We came back from a goal down. I'm very proud of this team. Pause. <laughs> but I also think we played a bunch of cowards. The best team did not win today. I strongly believe that. So um, that's those are her comments in light of defeat. The question is, are those comments... are? coming from a, a, an athlete in the Olympic Games, uh, is the expression of that thought uh, to the world at large all ball or flagrant foul? And we will start with Aaron. Oh, man, I, I'm sort of I'm sort of noncommittal on this. I, I could see a lot of schools of thought. but uh, So when I first, I didn't see the game, I'll say that, having read about it and the, the ta- who was it that they played? Sweden? Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. Okay, so I guess the the tactic that they took, I gather, is that they packed defenders in the box and didn't really take any chances and just mm-hmm. hoped for a shootout where anything could happen. Um, having played soccer for most of my life, I, I uh, and being a competitor, I understand what Hope Solo is saying in that they're not competing; they're surviving. That's that's mm-hmm. the tactic that they're taking. And then there's the other school of thought that goes, yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the game. That's the tactic that they took, and it worked. If you're outmatched by the team, then you gotta, you know, you gotta use a tactic that will try to uh, equal the playing field a little bit. But overall, just because I think that people are way too precious about smack talk in any way that isn't completely sportsmanlike in the Olympics. I say all ball for her comments. It's not that bad what she said. It's a cowardly way to win a game. So all ball to Hope Solo. All right. And how about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm kind of inclined to agree. Uh, the two, two, It reminds me of two different things. Um, you know, in a lot of times in high school basketball, they don't have shot clocks because it's very expensive to have a shot clock. And so when a high school basketball game will go into overtime, sometimes the coach will tell the team, basically, just dribble for eight minutes, keep the ball away, and take one shot. We can't lose. What are you watching, Teen Wolf? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it happened. It happened in Minnesota recently at some big state tournament, and somebody got all mad. And if you if you watch, you'll see that come up every now, every year. Oh, there's a couple of those. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing where you're like, yeah, it it is kind of uh, cowardly in a way, but it's legal and it's a tactic. And it also reminds me of the New Jersey Devils playing the neutral zone trap. Of course, uh, back in the '90s. Yeah. And 
and I was always torn on that because you go, well, it's a really good strategy, and I see why they do it, and it works, but boy, did it make the games just unbearable to watch. So I'm going to say all ball just because from a fan's perspective, we do not want to see games like that. You know, that's one of those strategies that kind of kills the sport. Uh, so I can't say I blame Hope Solo for being mad. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, well, I definitely go flagrant foul. I, uh, I'm actually reminded of, uh, as I often am, of a, a line from Spinal Tap where Blunt <laughs> tells uh, Nigel Tufnell, you don't talk so much, just smile and look smart. Um, and, you know, it, for me, the, the biggest thing I, I see is you, you lose the game. Okay, you've already done that. So now go ahead and own that and do better next time. Uh, in the meantime, they're supposed to be representing this country. Um, not to get too heavy on it, but I All guess right. that's too late. But they're supposed to be representing this country. As a citizen of that country, I sort of feel like going up to people randomly on the street and saying, hey, hey, you know that soccer game? Yeah, you know that goal? Yeah, we're not all like that. Um, I, I, I sort of feel the need to apologize for her. And I don't like that. Um, I don't, I, I actually feel very embarrassed that she's representing the country that way. So um, I'm going flagrant foul. Well, I'm, I'm in Minnesota. I could find you some Swedes to apologize to. <laughs> <laughs> we got well, we thanks. got Swedes everywhere. We got ling- the whole place stinks of lingonberries. You know, they're everywhere. Uh, hey, all right. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, you kind of convinced Swedes, me because one of the reasons I was kind of leaning toward the flagrant foul on that was especially in this era of Trump. I hate not to bring that douchebag up again, <laughs> exactly. but the, the lack of civility, like we America right, right, right. already has kind of the taint of incivility. <laughs> I said taint, the taint of incivility. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I think you, you've convinced me, Jeff, because if, it, if she was just playing in a, 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 a professional match in America, you know, or if, you know, uh, if uh, I don't know, Antonio Brown said that about the defenders, from some other team in the NFL, I go, yeah, that's fine. But it is a little different when you're an Olympic athlete and you're kind of representing, and that's kind of the last kind of representation we need. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, in different times it might be a different story, but you know, right now it's just sort of like, oh, there's another one, and yeah, no thanks. Yep, you sold me. Ooh, I yeah, my vote. All right, <laughs> I'm st- I'm sticking to my guns, like cool. like a brash American. Like a real New You're Jersey type. You're not being type. a coward. <laughs> That's right. I am not being cowardly. <laughs> Stick it to my guns. We respect that. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? Well, I got one more thought. I got one more thought on the Olympics. It's not really a flagrant foul on an all ball. All right. Well, but, uh, yeah, we're about to. Every couple that. of years when the Olympics roll around, yeah. right, you see the same news story pop up about how much sex goes on among the athletes in the Olympic Village. The news loves to tell that story, and they always like to talk about how many condoms are used. And so this year's story was that there were 450,000 condoms, I believe, uh, distributed to the Olympic Village. My thought is, what are we doing? We should not be encouraging these guys to use condoms. These are the, the, the greatest specimens that the world has created. And we could have a new generation of pan-ethnic super people <laughs> if we just let them, you know, go to it. Okay. This is the solution. I mean, I, I think we, we want to find out. The, like, It's like you, you uh, people are like, sometimes you'll see somebody like, oh, he's the Michael Phelps of tennis. We could actually have the Michael Phelps of tennis if you just <laughs> give us a little time, right? Like, 
And, it, and it plus, also, by the way, uh, you don't need condoms. Look, if you're in uh, an Olympian and you do not have the dexterity and the timing and the control to pull out, you do not need to be representing <laughs> your country. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I, I also, don't have a good argument. That's a lot of condoms, that's, man. That, well, it's 43 condoms per athlete. And how long uh, are they there? 43 condoms would probably last me until the next Olympics. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, married life. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a lot. Like, who, how long are they staying? You'd have to, I, I'd imagine the average athlete is there for like 10 days, knowing nothing. I'm just throwing that number out there. Let's just say 10 days. So they're having sex like four times a day based on those numbers. Yeah. I, 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 I can't do it. I can't do four days. Who has time for sports? I, I think based on this, we we found what the new Olympic event should be. Bonin, don't you? Bonin, absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're standing in there, you're hanging out at some Olympic cocktail party at the village, and some guys, you're like, "What'd you do? Oh, you got the gold medal in ping pong. <laughs> that's uh, that's cute. That's cute. Uh, yeah, me? No, just a bronze. Yeah, in fucking." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they can measure it like uh, you see at the uh, seaside boardwalk or like county fairs with the sledgehammer that you, that you hit with the, the amount of power. Except you're measuring your your the power of the thrust of your or pelvic. It's basically, air. it's just like a different form of gymnastics in a way. Like yeah, I guess Kama Sutra. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be all about. It'd be all about like cause you know, like in skating. You know, they have like the required. Uh, things like, well, if you're going to do a skating program, you know, you have to do the LUTs and a double jump and an axle, you know, there'd be like the basic stuff, you know, like, well, we got to see his form on the missionary and the doggy and the reverse cowgirl. You have to put that in your program just to meet the technical requirements. But after that, you throw in the, you know, your specialty. That's how you differentiate your program. So you got this great mix of athletes from all these different sports. What do you think as far as like, who's attracted to who are do you think a swimmer looks at uh, some uh, a javelin thrower's body and they said that's what they're attracted to, or do, do they like the gymnastics body? Like, who are they? I think like the up javelin to? thrower's got good practice in. You might want to go with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole thing. That that's yeah, that's who you're going for. No matter what sport you play, you're going for the javelin guy. I mean, I would say probably like the archers and the sharpshooters and the ping pong players archers. would fall toward the uh, the lower side of the Tinder swipes oh. in the Olympics. That just hurts Jeff's soul. <laughs> no, no love for the archers, man. <laughs> no, you know what? I was, I was just thinking that when you were talking about like like different styles and different moves and so forth, <laughs> what, what occurs? To, well, what it occurs to me is that you know who's going to be at the biggest disadvantage are not the ones who are who are used to doing all those different maneuvers and whatnot. It's the ones that are used to going for speed. Right. Uh, there will be a sprinter in that 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 event. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, a shameful silver. Right. But if you're but if you're a sprinter, are you going for the? Are you looking for the long distance runner for the stamina? Balance it out. Maybe. Yeah, you want the distance guy. I would think so, but what do I know? I think the Olympic Committee needs to get on this and work out the details. A S to the A P. What would you include as a sport that isn't presently a sport at the Olympic Games? If you could hmm. make up a sport or something that's just not in there right now. That's like, kind of weird that baseball's not in there. It is. It is kind of weird. Back. Oh, it is. Oh. Yeah, it'll be back in 2020. 
Okay. Baseball, because a lot of countries play baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that one's coming back. Like, American football is a fun sport, but it just doesn't – that does not work as an Olympic sport just because it's too much about, like, practicing together and, you know, the schemes and all that stuff. And I don't think mm-hmm. – that'd be a sport, right? I can't imagine the best players might not even want to play in it for their injury risk. Totally. I'd like to see some dodgeball. Yeah. Ooh, dodgeball. That would be awesome. Uh, that would be really cool. I would watch the hell out of <laughs> Olympic dodgeball. Yep, I sure would too. <laughs> that would be super cool. That's a great answer. Thank you, sir. Huh. Nice. That's what I want now. I want boning and dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> the dodgeball players would definitely be the alphas in the village, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just strutting around. Showing off their goods. I used to play in a dodgeball league, and it was fun, but, man, it encouraged some real douchebaggery. I'm sure, yeah. What about kickball? Uh-huh. Mm, kick, you know, that's a sport that the common man can appreciate, you know? Kickball's good. A little cornhole? How about some cornhole? Some horseshoes? What's more summer than horseshoes? <laughs> well, now that you're Italian, can't you? What about bocce? Bocce? If, bocce, bocce would bocce be was excellent. A, bocce would be so excellent. That. I would watch it, too. I love watching bocce. I'm very good at bocce, guys. That's why the Italians respect me. Um, I would definitely try out for uh, the U.S. national team in bocce if I could. We should do one sport that really unathletic people can do just to give everyone hope, like tying your shoes real fast or, you know. Yeah. Just something real easy to let us plebs feel like we have a shot. Or, like, uh, what was that game? I don't know if you guys played it with two pencils where you have to – Slap the other one's pencil, and whoever's pencil breaks first <laughs> loses. Well, does that have what a what name? About to, you know, uh, fold the paper up and play football, miniature football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Olympic paper football? That'd be awesome. Here's a question. Okay, someone tells you you have to compete in the Olympics next next cycle, right? You have until now, until 2020, to train. What event do you think you pick that you would have your best chance of being okay at? Does it have to be a team sport or an individual? Nope. Could be anything. Could be anything. If I have four years to train. Hmm. I want to say soccer, but I don't think I'm fast enough to hang with the, the world's best. Um, but so you already have some soccer training. This I, has got to be something you're not Oh, totally out of the blue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, curling. I would be great at curling. Okay. Good answer. I got a lot of finesse and, and vision. That's that's what I bring to the table. Well, that could help you in the boning uh, category as well. <laughs> finesse and vision are huge. <laughs> Listen, baby, I don't have all that much in the way of strength, but I'll get you to where you need to be. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll go with Carla. I could be very good at that. Yeah. I don't know what I would go with. Probably, probably something in the shooting, maybe the shooting the air rifle or yeah. I don't know. It had to be something like that. I, I couldn't, you know, can't be running or swimming. You know, that takes years of training and uh, physical. It had to be something where the physicality is, but I'm useless at ping pong. It couldn't be ping pong. You got four years though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if I really did nothing but play ping pong for four years. Yeah, it's a, yeah I'm going with ping pong. At least it's fun. I can drink while I train. Have you watched any of that, though? Oh, it's insane. They're crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy good. What are you going with, Jeff? 
Um, is channel surfing a sport? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I feel like it should be because I could do that. Yeah. Um, I, I no, a, a real sport though. Um, oh man, I it just hurts thinking about it. I honestly, I'm so ill qualified for anything out there. You know what? Archery. Archery. Well, you could hang with your favorite pals though. You know. That, that's just my that's my answer to everything now. Archery. <laughs> In the yeah. in the park yeah. next to my house, they have an archery field. But you know what they don't have? A basketball court. Yeah, they the who who want to play basketball with guys shooting arrows over your head all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, I'm asking the question. Who do you think they're trying to keep out? The Lannister army. <laughs> Usually that's why you have archers, right? <laughs> I, I guess so. But I, I did uh, I did play basketball on the other side of town, and I got robbed by a 16-year-old, so maybe they're onto something. I don't know. <laughs> you mean you got robbed like on the court? You like got robbed? I, I got robbed, yeah. I put my... Oh, wow. uh, I put my... Uh, what was it? I had... See, this was stupid. I don't know why I was doubling up, but uh, I had a an iPod... And a phone. It must have been BlackBerry at the time. Or maybe it's first iPhone. I don't know. But I, I put him down on the bench. And I was playing uh, some hoops with, like, some 16-year-old kids. And, uh, you know, I'm not paying attention. And one of them uh, made off with my, my stuff. Ooh. I'm not so sure that when you live in a big city, it's advised to leave electronic equipment on random benches. What? I think that kind of happens no matter what. I learned that lesson. I, I thought I would, could, could at least, I honestly put it down on the bench and I was like, well, you know, it's not really out of my eyesight. There's just no way this, this is going anywhere. But uh, did, did you think you would so dazzle them with your balling abilities that they would be, they would be hypnotized and, and then so full of respect? That, like, no, you got to leave Aaron's iPod, man. <laughs> Look what he's doing out there. Maybe, maybe a small part of me was thinking that I should command more respect. But uh, it almost ended in me fighting three 16-year-olds. So what you're saying is it almost ended in you losing a fight to three 16 year Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I mean, in that moment, I'm not a guy that, that like, I, I do usually do my best to avoid any kind of confrontation. But at that moment, I was way more confrontational with the people that remained there than I usually would be in any other moment. Because, like, I guess it was so. I was so principled as if a restaurant asked me to pay a, a fee for sharing a, a meal, and I just felt oh, like, bastards. "Are you like?" I was so enraged by by what had happened, and they all knew who took it. They all knew the kid that took it, and I was just like searching all of their bags, and I was like, "You're gonna tell you know." It was, it was a mess. I don't know. I'm getting very upset. We, we should end this because that <laughs> so you can go on the hunt for your iPod. Like <laughs> What's really embarrassing about it too is uh, I go back I was living with my wife's parents at the time for for a spell. Then I go back and I tell them what happened. My 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 father-in-law's like a 70-year-old, 5-foot Italian man. He doesn't scare anybody. He goes back to the park as if he's going to do something <sighs> and he starts asking on my behalf. Oh. oh. What oh. happened to these things? And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I didn't. So you're that. saying that everyone in that game lived with their parents? Oh. <laughs> 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 it was pretty embarrassing, man. It was pretty embarrassing. I, mean, I was really embarrassing. I was like 27, I guess. 
so I wasn't in my 30s yet, but it was like, oh my God. It's embarrassing enough I'm out here with 16-year-olds playing basketball, but now I got this guy fighting my battles that I didn't ask for. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Now I see why you hide in your New Jersey basement from society. Do you get it? I get it. I'm learning more. I'm understanding. <laughs> you'll get to know me a little bit better just listening to this podcast, and you'll get to know Jeff a little bit better by looking at his writing on crookedscoreboard.com. And Brian, that is correct. Yes. Where can people and by, find? Uh, by going to my Twitter, real Brian Miller uh, with a Y, or uh, if you're in the Minneapolis area, or feel like buying a plane ticket for a nice jaunty vacation, I want you to come out to Minneapolis, uh, the August 23rd to 27th, and uh, watch me tell some jokes at Acme Comedy Company. Make make a vacay out of it. You already got a few suggestions for for meals. I'm sure Brian can point out some tourist destinations and some Absolutely. sweet hotels for you. Maybe he'll even have a beer with you. I probably will. So. All right. Well, good luck with that gig, my man. And uh, to Jeff, keep trying to make baseball exciting again. You're fighting the good fight. Make baseball great again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, guys. Uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Peace. See you next time.